is we're going to give you our current secret sauce for how we farm. Um, and what we've learned too, because we, we have learned, made some pivots over the last little while, just in terms of where we want to focus in on things. Hello, everybody. Level up time. Summertime. First episode of the 2023 summer. Yeah. You're dancing. You're dancing. You do too many things that require people to be watching our YouTube. I'm just it's trying to get silence. people over to YouTube just to come well, come for the fun, come for the no, dance. Come. Visit, visit, visit the YouTube channel. What is it? Level up for realtors? Is that the name of the channel? Something like that. Sounds right. I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. You can find us. There's probably too many podcasts out there called Level Up, so don't just look up for Level Up podcast because that's true. Yeah. Anyway, well, it'll be linked in the show notes, so you can check it out there. Just click the link. Okay, do that. So, okay, aforementioned summertime. That is where we are. That is what we're talking about loosely today. It's time to get outside again, folks. The pandemic, for all intents and purposes, is over, or it's not getting any less over than it is right now. We were at a school thing today. There were still lots of people wearing masks, but it doesn't mean they're not going outside. That's true. They probably aren't wearing masks when they're outside. So that's a true. Good thing. All the more reason to get out there. So tis the season. Finally, the weather's good. The sun is shining. The weather's sweet. And we've started with some efforts out in the community, out in the neighborhood. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. A little bit about what you can be doing, the benefits of it, the drawbacks, the stresses, the things that hold you back, and the reason that they shouldn't. Right. Or maybe all of they that. should. All of that stuff. That was your table of contents for the next <laughs> 20 or so minutes. Yes. So, yeah, as Daniel mentioned, we focus in on a specific community, our community, which is really handy because we're always there. And just making efforts from a conversation perspective, but also in terms of branding and making us more associated or helping people to associate us more as the realtors in the community, which is, isn't something we have really focused on in the past. We've kind of mainly dealt with repeat and referral business and our own personal businesses, but we've definitely see the seen the benefits of working with clients in our immediate area, just because it makes it so much easier to commute, to have, you know, really strong market knowledge of that specific area and to be able to guide people. Like it makes sense why people focus in on an area because, you know, we can talk about the schools, the community centers, all that kind of stuff. So with that said, we are just trying to get out and about and more recognized in our own community. And, and that is our current, that's where the business plan is going for yes. us. So mm -hmm. I'm just putting an asterisk on that. If you're not a community focused person, it doesn't mean you can't get out and knock on some doors and be out meeting people if it fits your, whatever your strategy is. But this is definitely in the wheelhouse of people who are farming a community, probably more than any strategy, I think, especially if you're in residential. I mean, you're going out there anyway. Mm -hmm. And we've lived in this, like we've, we lived in our home, gone to the school, literally the first, like our oldest daughter just graduated last week. She was the first class in the school when it was built, right? 
we're the first owners of this house that was a new development roughly 10 years ago. And so where we've been familiar faces and we see familiar faces in the neighborhood, we've never actually been out there in any way pushing our business through knocking on doors, distributing stuff, anything, signage marketing or anything. But we've also never had a farming strategy for our business either. So this now has become a key part of what we're doing and and one that makes sense given what we're trying to accomplish, which you just talked about building brand recognition and all that. Yeah. And I think it's not only about in an, in a specific area, as you said, like, I think also it's, it's about the actual, just having face-to-face conversations with people and just getting out, inviting people for a coffee or going to lunch or going for a walk or, you know, going to network or whatever it might be for you. But it's that personal contact with people where you're not behind a, a computer or your social media account, trying to have conversation. It's getting out there. And and we've said this time and time again, but the days where you do have those opportunities to meet with people in person, for me, at least, I find those are the most productive days and the days where I feel more energized by what I actually did. Um, so it just, it, 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 it makes sense. We're in that business. We're in the people business. We got to get out and meet people. And, and what's, I mean, when you get away from the end game, we're trying to go to being getting a deal, work backwards from that to what steps you need. When you do social media advertising, when you put out flyers, when you put signs up, you're doing all those things to try to engage somebody in an eventual conversation with you. So by doing this, even though if it's door knocking, if it's throwing events, if it's maybe hand delivering stuff, whatever it is, or just having, like you said, conversations at the park, you are so many steps closer, if not already at that final step, because you're now making those connections that all the other things you do and spend money on are trying to get to. So why not start at the source? Right. Um, But it's also like you talked about, it's an integrated approach. And at least for us, it is. So caveat to all of this is we're going to give you our current secret sauce for how we farm. Um, and what we've learned too, because we, what we have learned, made some pivots over the last little while, just in terms of where we want to focus in on things. I, and I, I, I kind of want to, I want to maybe back burner that so that we don't pivot the conversation entirely, but that's really important because I do think we've taken what we've talked about with the Valley of Despair from previous conversations, and we haven't pivoted by just restarting a strategy. We've grown from what we're learning as we go. Yeah. I I mean, I don't like, I always ask myself, are we just telling ourselves that? But I do really believe that we're, we'll we'll tell everybody what we've done about it. Yeah. We can tell people from where we started to where we are. So when, and we can say like when we started lofty goals initially, actually initially when we started, we knew we wanted to farm our immediate area, but we didn't want to farm our immediate area. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we, and yeah. And we the reasons, saying, sorry, go ahead. Drop no, I just reason. wanted to say, well, the re- reasons being that number one, <laughs> they're kind of silly reasons, but I mean, the, these are the things that get into your head. Number one, we're a part, or at least our teammate and I are a part of a WhatsApp community group chat where it's more about safety and just keeping an eye on the neighborhood. But a lot of times you'll, you'll see people post about cars idling and like, it ends up just being, uh, 
you know, a parent that maybe just wants to get out of their house and sit and listen to the radio for a little bit or something along those lines. Um, uh, but a lot of times you see people like posting pictures of people coming to their door, knocking on their door. And they're saying like, who is this? Like, why are they knocking on my door kind of thing? So it made us not want to approach that neighborhood because we were on this group chat and we were just kind of afraid that we would kind of ruffle some feathers when in reality, that's kind of a dumb excuse to avoid the, the, the if that's the only reason you're avoiding a neighborhood, it doesn't make much sense. I think we've talked about before, you'll always be able to find a reason not to do something. Yeah. If you're looking for a reason not to do something, you will find it. You'll find mm -hmm. several because that was one. I'm not even a part of that group that you were talking about, but there were still other things that we told ourselves. We told ourselves we don't want to be the business people in our own backyard and change the perception of us as the, like, I mean, or at least we didn't say it in these exact words, but it was like, hey, we're the family in the neighborhood and now we're going to be soliciting business from our neighbors. Well, yeah, that's what farming your community is. But it was, mm. there was kind of a borderline, is that the right thing to do? There's always the question of who's already established themselves in this neighborhood, which mm -hmm. is also a fallacy, right? I don't care how big a name there may or may not be that they started the same place you're at and nobody has a hundred percent market share. And if you believe in your business, first of all, there's enough for everybody because I mean, when, when I drive down the streets and we go down the streets in our own immediate neighborhood, there's a half dozen different names with signs up at any given time. Right? So all these little things, I think initially drove us to say, okay, we're going to stay in our immediate area that we know community wise so that we can still speak to the overall community, but we're not going to be right in our backyard. So we'll go kind of one other kitty corner to the main intersection and be right. there. And, and the reason why we chose a smaller area of the bigger, like basically for those that are in Ontario, and I'm sure every jurisdiction of real estate has this where you've got like, you know, the city, and then it's, it's narrowed down to at the community level from even just from an MLS perspective. So when we looked at that MLS community, it was 4,000 maybe households in that area, like that Smaller entire area. area. I'm trying to oh, remember. The, the bigger area was even more than that. If, if you're talking about the overall community, it was like a time. Anyway, it, it was it was a lot, it was too and like, much. and and you have to if you are thinking of focusing in on an area, you really have to be realistic with yourself. I mean, maybe you jump into four thousand, but like, how you need to be consistent with your approach. And if you can't be consistent, and we knew going in that there's no way we can be consistent with four thousand or however many households. So we took about a quarter of that to start and, and that made it easy, even looking at the postal code searches. And if we were to do a mailing, for example, making sure that we're able to hit those same households that we're walking around to and, and talking to. So that was really important for, for us. And that's what we would suggest to anybody looking to do some, something similar. And if you're unsure, do your own mini test. Like go out, if it's door knocking, if it's mailing, whatever it is, take a small sample size, smaller than you think you can do and see how long or how much money yeah. it takes you to do it. Mm -hmm. And then cross-reference that to the necessary frequency and consistency you're going to need to be effective, which we'll talk about. But the, 
farming an area, going out, meeting people is not a, I'm going to knock on one door and I don't have to go back there for another year or two. Yeah. Right? Like your strategy is going to be sustained over a period of time and with a certain frequency that once you establish how long it takes you to whatever it is, walk a street, to mail out a batch of postcards, the effort it takes to design a new one, whatever, mm. you need to be able to determine what is actually feasible within your strategy before you just say, I'm going to pick 6,000 homes because right. that is what this square contains. Yeah, exactly. So so we've fallen back into what what still is a fairly sizable number of homes, but we're also a team of three, number one. Number mm -hmm. two, all three of us live within that square in mm -hmm. kind of, I was going to say three different quadrants, but we live together. We're not in three different places, but- well, I've got a house on the other side of this. Of the I know your yeah. secret life, your secret <laughs> life that I don't need to know about. There's people who know. Put in the comments what you know about her that I don't. I'm, I'm curious. Um, but with that firepower and with the proximity and also with what strategies we're choosing, you do what makes the most sense, right? And this is fresh in mind. We went out today, like mm -hmm. this morning we went out and- we, well, we can talk about the progression because now we're sort of at this chapter of where this has grown. So we started in a different community. We started with a, uh, it was a door knocking approach initially, right? It was, yeah. And we went out twice, I think, in that specific area, I believe. It went out twice. You guys might've gone out three times. because. Okay. Well, we went out, yeah. Hiding. So at least twice to this area. Um, which is in the same community, but an older community. And just, it didn't have the same feel. And I think, you know, like when you're in a certain community, like there's certain streets you cross and like, it just doesn't feel the same, like home, you know what I mean? Like it, it had a different feeling um, and it felt kind of strange to us. There was a lot more um people that rented in that area, which there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're trying to speak with homeowners, obviously that can be a challenge as well. And so. But if your strategy, like there's a strategy around door knocking rentals also. That, that's true. Like, yeah. But that, that wasn't, we it came wasn't into the, the, the audience we were trying to go after. We're looking and, for families that live in their homes and, you right. know, yeah. Well, yeah. Who owns, it's our yeah. target market. Well, and also, the message that we were coming at them with was always going to be, we're your neighbors. We know the neighborhood. We're, in a lot of ways, we're just like you in terms of understanding lifestyle and all that. Mm -hmm. And even though it was like 500 meters away yeah. from where we are, it's different lifestyles. It's different people who I didn't feel I could connect with the way that our plan was set to connect. Your plan, if you're going door knocking, if you're going, you know, distributing stuff, whatever, it might not be about that. Like relationships yeah. and building, it's it's always about developing a connection, but our connection was built upon the, we can sell your place or we know this neighborhood better than anybody because we are here just like you. And we can talk about all the same experiences and we can sell this for what it is. Yeah. Because we and the value schools, what it is. the community centers, the schools, all that, and and also we're out all the time. We've got a dog. We're walking our dog. We walk our kids to school. Like the amount of times we go out and people see us, we're not walking that community other than the door knocking aspect of things. So right. it it just became more apparent that 
why would we waste efforts in a different part of our community if we could just be in our own community, talk to people, go around, deliver our postcards, like, and do events. Like we just did a fun fair event where we sponsored a photo booth in our own kid's school. And the next day, as we're walking the dog, when dad came up to us and like, it started a conversation and like, you know, it's, it's that recognition that is so important. And I think another thing, when people are looking to start a new strategy, especially when it comes to community and, and recognize being recognized in your own community, that takes a really long time. That's something that is, is built up over time. But after that event, I felt like, you know, we built up a little bit more and it's all going to become very helpful down the line. Yeah. It's, it's been a very quick realization, I think, on a lot of levels. It wasn't just the people we were talking to, the types of places, but also when we know that it's a long-term strategy that we need to put into place, mm. in our case, and even our own lifestyle and the time that we afford ourselves to do this stuff, it's strangely a lot easier to be doing this stuff, even if it is 500 meters closer to our house. Like to be able to pick up and walk out the door and do yeah. this stuff instead mm -hmm. of driving a bit, meeting somebody. Like when we did, it was it was a lot more planning. It felt yeah. like more of a chore, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah. you know, we talk about how we want to do the things that make us feel good and that we're comfortable doing. And yes, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And we could talk about that too. When it comes to door knocking, most people in today's day and age, myself included, are not lovers of that approach yeah. because I, because I guess a lot of us put ourselves and the way we look at this stuff into our own shoes, or we put our shoes in somebody else's shoes or whatever, and say, if someone knocks on my door, I'm hiding under a couch and turning the lights off. Yeah. So why am I going to go and do the same thing? However, that's where I think the second part of our development, not just where we are, but what are we doing? What's our end game? What's our message? How are we delivering it? How are we going to sustain this? Because in the other neighborhood, we would learn very quickly that door knocking and trying to have conversations and 80% of the homes being us standing on a porch waiting to see if someone will open the door. And at least in my case, sometimes hoping nobody would open the door because I really wasn't equipped enough with what I even wanted to talk about. Like yeah. this was going to be the introduction to, hey, we're your neighbors, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to know anything, we're your people, right? Yeah. Um, but all of that, it quickly became apparent that it wasn't just about these people, maybe we don't connect with the same way or our message isn't the same thing, but this is going to take forever to cover even a smaller footprint because yeah. we were doing like a hundred homes in like, I don't know, an hour and a half in the heat where mm. like we don't have that kind of time, even if our footprint is a thousand homes, you know, that means you're going out 10 times to hit them once. Right. And, yeah. and not connect with 80% of them. Yeah. And I think you have to be realistic on that. I think there's lots of people that consider also the timing of when they go door knocking, because we were going during the day. Um, and I mean, part of the reason why we decided to stop was because we not stop, but 
you know, we're, we've kind of we've shifted. We've already given up. That's the moral we've, of the story. We don't do no, this. No, but we already, we've shifted a little bit, but um, because we can't, like evenings and weekends are probably the better time, honestly, to go door knocking, but we're not able to do that because we've got families, both ourselves and our our teammate have have families. So that's that's really tough to do. But if you're really committed to door knocking, I would definitely suggest that you consider going evenings and weekends because that's when the majority of people are going to be home, especially weekends. You'll see people, you know, out, out in the front in the summer, hanging out and whatever. But we, it was literally like, I'd say 10% of the time we were door knocking, people were opening the doors at, you know, midday on a weekday. But when you go, now that everybody's going to be out there door knocking, and again, this is just one of the things that you can be doing, though, there's a bit of a checklist in your head you need to put into place. And this is especially so if you're one of those people who doesn't do it or doesn't want to do it or is nervous about doing it. To me, the most important thing about door knocking is being prepared on multiple yeah. levels. It's not just saying, I'm going to go out there and knock on doors because that will only, I guess, intensify your discomfort once somebody actually opens the door. If you're not prepared with what your message is and also prepared with enough knowledge about what you do and about the area you're door knocking that you could mm -hmm. actually, like if someone calls you on it and says, yeah, let's talk about real estate in the area or yeah, the house four doors down sold last week. What happened? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, what's the market? Like whatever the questions are, you need to be prepped with your discussion about real estate, but you also, I think, need to be prepped with why are you knocking on doors beyond just, hi, do you want to sell your house? Right. Right. Like no shame if that's what you do, but when it comes to being comfort and generating real relationships and conversations, have something that you're going equipped with, a message, maybe it's collateral you're bringing Offer. out. Yeah. Yeah. An offer information about something that's going on in the area, something you're involved with in the area. Maybe there was just a sale that you want people to be aware of. You might've noticed the house down the street sold, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is you're doing, a, a leave behind, a takeaway, a reason for them to talk to you or give you the opportunity to talk to them again in the future. It's very important because you can't just, well, I think with anything, with any approach, you got to think about the, what, what you want to get out of it at the end of the day. This is first impression more than an email might be. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe that's not true. I don't know. That's kind of my opinion. Like, I guess you could make the argument that the first email somebody gets from you is also the first impression that might impact their opinion of you. But when you're face to face with someone, if you come across like someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, or you come across as someone yeah. who's just going door to door, trying to just get business with no reason, yeah. you've kind of missed the boat or you've got a much steeper hill to climb versus the complete opposite of how much impact it has. If you actually show up with some sort of value right. to people yeah. when they open the door and you connect today, we weren't door knocking today but we were out today going door to door and we were distributing something useful, which we could talk about. But there was, there were a couple people who opened the door when we weren't even knocking or people on their lawns or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And right. And really the message became, we are your neighbors. This is what we do. We're here providing value in a different way right now and just saying hello and giving you an opportunity to get to know us. And you're going to see us around. You're going to see us at the park. 
no sales pitch, nothing like that. It didn't come up, you know, by the way, are you selling your house soon? Right? Like once somebody knows what you do. Yeah. They'll, you know, if the conversation goes there, great. But this was more about like the one long conversation I had with one guy ended with him like i know now like you said with the guy who was walking his dog after we did the photo booth there's a connection i'm gonna see him at the park i'm going to see him walking down the street hey the real estate guy hey how's it going right no things like yeah. that that's what we're going for right now yeah yeah the recognition piece and it, and it, as you said it takes a while to build and I think also like there's going to be other opportunities to door knock as well. When we get a listing in the immediate neighborhood, you know, circle prospecting and inviting people to a neighbor's only open house, maybe, or having an ice cream truck for the open house and inviting the local kids to make sure they, they get a, get a free ice cream or something along those lines. Like that's an easier wait reason for for knocking on a door too so that's another thing i think you want to find an easy reason to talk to people so you're not and you know knocking and saying hey do you want to buy or sell a house yet um it's more hey i've got this pe this piece of information for you and i thought you might find it helpful because we are in addition to being the real estate professionals in the neighborhood we're still the neighbors who are nice people who want to connect and yeah. If any of your worry coming into this is the awkwardness, if you're in your own community, right, which was one of our initial mm -hmm. things was like, well, I don't know if I want to sell to my own neighbors or I don't want to be that person. Well, now you're just building rapport and relationship more than you had before. Yeah. And coupled with the brand recognition, the face recognition, the number of people after we did, was it our Easter event, I think? We did an yeah. event prior to the fund. So we're trying to do an event each quarter in our community yeah. as well, which is another opportunity to get out and meet people. The Easter event, notwithstanding, I was wearing an Easter bunny costume, so nobody got to know my face. Mm. They were able to take away some collateral, enjoy the community with each other, build rapport with us. And following that, with some of the follow-up conversations, it was common where people would say, I've seen you guys in the neighborhood, but I had no idea you were in real estate. Mm, yeah. Right. And that's, it's a slap on our wrist, but it's an yeah. eye opener and it reinforces how important it is what we're doing. Right. Exactly. And that, and that it's working as well. Mm. And that's early on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like looking back, sometimes it can feel like it's taking forever, but really we only started this probably about trying to think like, less than ago. six months ago or six months ago or something like maybe started talking yeah. about it. Like our first, our Easter event was our first one. Um, it was super successful. Um, and we learned a lot for next time and just ability to get more exposure from the real estate side of things. But my favorite are the events because it's such an easy way. You're not forcing people to talk to you. Um, it's just such an organic way of meeting people getting your face out there again, that's all it is. And having conversations. Um, and maybe people are going to be listening to this podcast and say, well, that's a waste of time. Like maybe you should be more direct with people. And you know what? Some people might get more immediate results, but, but for us, I think we've all determined that we want it to be a more natural conversation and, and, and people who actually see who we are, and want to work for us for the reasons that we feel are of value to the people we're working with and the services that we offer. So 
that's, that's been our approach. And I think we're very confident in that. And we may recognize that it might take us a little bit longer, but when we do start building things up and getting those listings, it's going to be with the people that we're really going to enjoy working with. And, and it's sustainable. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like we're here for the long haul physically, we're going to be around the same people. Um, well, and I'm on parent council. Like there's all also like all of these other like little mini things that help as well. Like the more presence you have, and I'm not on parent council just to get on, you know, get business for real estate. Like I obviously, you know, we're very into volunteering at the school and, and helping out as much as we can. Um, but all of that stuff, again, it's that, um, that full approach or, you know, the, the entire approach is just so, um, helpful and it's just an, an added touch for people and at more recognition. Yeah. Well, it's coming from all sides and it reinforces what we want to be too. So like this comes to what is your brand and what is your value proposition? If you're more of the in your face, Iowa, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but if you're more of the, like, I get deals done brand, then the approach you take, the messaging and collateral, whatever it is, might be different, right? I think our approach is trying to reinforce a lot of different things. One is we're in your backyard, but one is also, you know, we go beyond what is conventional. We do things that aren't what you're seeing from everybody else. And you should expect the same thing and more when and if you become a client of ours. Like that is how we live. Like people see it in the community when we're not wearing our real estate hats. We're now transitioning that into some of these talks where people realize, oh, wow, they do real estate too. And the idea is there's a consistency, not just in how often we're out there, but in the types of people that they're seeing, right? This goes back to that whole authenticity thing. Like we're doing what we are, not trying to be something we're not. And that comes in the message, the brand and all of those things, right? We just want to be approachable, like perfect world. We're at the park with the kids and people come up to us and say, Mm -hmm. I saw your sign or you knocked on my door or I went to the fun fair. That was really great. Or I saw this house just went up on the market. Like what did it, what, what's it selling for? Like, what's the activity like on it? That kind of stuff. So, and it, and and I feel like it's getting there. Um, you just have to have faith and and consistency. That's, that's again, I feel like that's a theme of all of our, our episodes, but it it really comes down to that. Well, that's what, and, and the famous words of hope is not a strategy. This isn't about just hoping the phone's going to ring like this. Everything is deliberate. And Mm -hmm. like we said, this has been a bit of a growing process for this segment and any strategy that you build is going to grow over time, but that's different from give up, try something different, right? We've gone with the same strategy in a slightly different community because we realized that made more sense. We've gone from hardcore door knocking to walking the community, hardcore door knocking. Is that what you're laughing sounds, at? Yeah. Sounds a bit aggressive. That was hardcore. I was like, uh, that's what I was doing. It's just badass knock door Knock on somebody's door until they open it up. Um, <laughs> but we're now still going door to door, still in people's faces, but with leave behinds that have value that aren't just about, you know, thinking of selling your home, call us, right? Like yeah. it says that somewhere on there or some version of that. 
but it's more on brand. It's more the message we want to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and now from a timing, from a footprint perspective, we understand how much ground we can cover, how quickly we understand mm-hmm. how much cost investment goes into these things that we're doing, whether it's printing stuff, whether it's running events. It took, you know, a few months of doing things to really refine what we were doing, not to change it, but to just get it in a place that makes sense. Yeah. I think you have to be honest with yourself. Is it refining or is it a total pivot because you've given up on and on the excitement that the new idea was, and now you're realizing how much work is involved. We just pivoted, but still we're going to put the same amount of work in just in a more strategic way that we felt made more sense. And truth be told, the way we open this episode is the weather's good now too. So when we're talking about community strategies, whether it's door knocking, whether it's outdoor events or anything, it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to get the wheels turning on this over the spring and summer and fall. Yeah. And we need to, and if you're doing this as your strategy, you need to be cognizant of how and, and whether this strategy changes slightly seasonal wise. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if, if, true. if, if trudging through the, like, if you're going out once a week now doing something or yeah. whatever it is, are you going to be doing that in the winter? Or is there a, a bit of a, a pivot kind of refining over the winter that still sustains what you're doing in a way that's more comfortable or possible even exactly right. If you're going away for a month, how do you keep the wheels turning when you're gone? Like all these little things, once you've got like with everything also systems, that are consistent, that allows you to put something on a little bit of autopilot while you figure out the month or two from now challenge that you're going to need to address. So yeah. So get out there, stay fit, have fun. Conversations. Enjoy yourself. Conversations. Yeah, don't be people. don't be afraid Talk of the conversations. People. This is this is also we kind of talked with it with, with our team yesterday when it comes to the market and listings and things that are not as easy as they've always been. All of these strategies begin and end with your own confidence in yourself. And if you're approaching conversations with people, whatever it is, with the back of your head telling you they don't want to talk to me or I shouldn't be doing this, it's going to manifest itself in the way that you're out there. You need to approach it not as, I'm God's gift to real estate. And of course they want to talk to me. But if you're holding a position of value or something that you're going there with and you believe in it, the conversation is that much easier. And if you're an active listener, especially in the early going, the goal should not be getting the listings. I mean, the ultimate goal is, but the goal is gathering information. It's learning more because that's what helps refine your strategy. That's what helps develop the relationship is learning what people's situations are. Take notes, make you know your own database of the people you've met where you can get their contact info, great. If you've got a newsletter, sure, get them on there. But these are important things. Learn the names of people's dogs when you're at the park, mm-hmm. right? Like kids. learn the names of their kids. I know I went straight to dogs, not kids. And their people and, and them, you know, I'm, I'm learn horrible. Their names with names that's one thing i want to get better at the number of parents that we just saw at our daughter's graduation and i mean everyone's kind of honest with each other that none of us really ever took the time to learn each other's names but it's funny how some people just jump to like they think they hear your name from somewhere and they just call start calling you by the wrong name but no i I have the heart to tell them but anyway 
He's no, it's like, but then what do you do? Because like, you know, maybe eventually he's going to find out what your name is and then he'll be like, oh. I mean, I oh. think in that instance, like the next time you talk to him and if he says Josh, which is our son's name, you would just, yeah. you just say, oh, it's Daniel. And Josh is actually our son. It's been a long enough time that like, I don't think it'll be an issue. Like, Why wouldn't you have told me when you, when I said that? I don't even think he'll remember the wrong name the next time I see him. I'm probably not going to talk to that guy for six more months. Although he well, is, we're going to be knocking on his door. He, maybe he's in our community, <laughs> so I will be talking to him in less than six months, and he's going to sell his house with us. Well, maybe he'll see our signs and our and our. Yeah, and my our name's on the sign. Information, yeah. So he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't realize." Anyway, another so, thing that I find is really funny when you are either door knocking or dropping things off at people's front doors is the amount of people nowadays that have like a ring doorbell or a video doorbell, and like I'm so conscious of like approaching in a very friendly way like i'm always like smiling and like house. wow i love yeah. this never changed Adios. since it was built door <laughs> yeah no i've stopped doing that but that was what i that's when we were like awkwardly standing at the door waiting for somebody to answer and they never did but i wanted them like on the recording me saying like how much i love their house <laughs> yeah, well that's it i mean we, we we could have made this more of a sort of door knocking 101 thing with like things like what to do when you're going as more than one person what to do like because yeah. i came along with you one of the times <laughs> it was pretty funny that i would only talk when somebody didn't speak english that that was my approach you took the english speaking people who opened the door and then when someone didn't speak english well, not because i speak other languages <laughs> I <don't>, because <laughs> like when when somebody would open it normally for me and they didn't speak english like i'd kind of just like okay thank you bye and like you, you try cue. so hard to like have it's a conversation <laughs> it's just like what is <laughs> They're just looking at you like what? It was insane. I hunched down. Well, I I think the hunch down was I'm thinking of that one woman who was, yeah, she was like four foot nothing. Oh my and, god. And she couldn't see. So the hunching didn't really matter. I just it was, it was fight or flight. I was I was immediately thinking, okay, she's oh. lower to the ground, and I don't want to be intimidating, and I'm not sure she can see. So I'd like the sound to be coming from closer to her head level. That was the story I quickly told myself. And she doesn't really speak English, so it doesn't really matter what the sound is. Should have just like hummed her a little tune and then left. Mark my words, she's going to be a listing of ours in the next two, two Yeah, she's going to point you out next time she's in the park with her grandkids. And be like, I can't see. She's going to hear me and she's going to know. She's going to hear that sultry voice. <laughs> From across the park. And then oh, I'll lower down. Oh boy. All right. But anyway, the key to all these things is have a plan, fit your strategy with it, and just go do it. It's like it's like our video friends. talks. It's like all these other things. Nothing's easy the first time. It's not supposed to be super comfortable if you've never done it before, but it'll never happen if you don't start doing it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit your strategy, not a problem, but make sure you've got a strategy, right? Which is the bigger picture thing. This though, if you're farming a community, if you work a market that you can see a lot of your market face-to-face, you should be putting that into play. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of excuse now where you shouldn't be having conversations. It can't all be virtual, automated, lead-churning junk. Because again, all of those things are leading towards the eventual, hopefully they talk to me. Mm-hmm. So talk to them. Yeah. And, and you cut out a whole bunch of steps. That's right. 
All right. Hopefully that was helpful. We'd love to hear your door knocking adventures. So let us know. And uh, if you can. Hardcore door knocking. Hardcore door knocking. And if you could do us a favor and rate the podcast on, I think Apple, that's the only one we could really, that could, that's helpful for us. So we could really use it. We could really use it. We need some help. (laughs) Do we? I don't know. I feel like I feel like the ratings have been people just don't do that really with podcasts, do they? Like rate them? Like it's no, okay, okay. If you're you in Apple should. right now, do me a favor, guys. If you're in Apple right now and you're not driving, just go onto the our main page. And if you truly believe we deserve five stars, which I hope you do, please do that. If you truly don't, forget she said anything. Just don't worry about it. Don't waste your time. Yeah, you probably <laughs> have turned it off by now anyway, if you don't believe that. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, I honestly, all those things, if you're on, especially if you haven't watched us on YouTube, we haven't really done much moving. The visual impact of this episode is already done, so it's not really worth going back and watching it. But yeah, most of the time, I'd rather watch us. Or interact with us. us on our Instagram at Level Up for Realtors. Let us know what you think. Let, let us know if you want to hear any certain topics. We're happy to listen to the people. We are. Anyway, all right. We outie. Bye. Bye. Level up, level up. Level up.